0: Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger and fall in love with yourself? It's possible and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jodi Harrison Bauer. Jodi used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jodi Harrison-Bauer.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison-Bauer, and I'm so grateful to have you join me yet once again. And for everybody listening around the world, I am just so grateful that you are tuning in, that you are sharing the show, and that hopefully every week you are learning because the purpose of this show is to educate, empower, entertain a little bit, and inspire you to live a fearlessly authentic life. Because in my opinion, if we are not living a fearlessly authentic life, then what are we doing here? Because I spent a lot of time on the other side of that fear. So without further ado, I just want to introduce my guest today, David Meltzer. Thank you so much for being on the show. I am just incredibly honored to have you here today.
2: It's a blessing to be here love this type of show because it gives me an opportunity to also share uh, lessons that I've learned about frequency vibration and as you call it your authentic self and then moreover to learn myself I found that people like you that have these extraordinary shows ask. The right questions and sometimes you need to ask the right questions uh, for you to learn and i find this is a great opportunity for me to learn as well from someone like you so double appreciation for wow
1: me. i think that's the biggest compliment i got at the beginning of the show ever so thank you so much because it, it's it's true you know we i'm here to help everybody learn because i want to learn i've been learning so much for the past two years since i've had this show So for those of you who do not know who David Meltzer is, I'm going to give you a quick, quick intro here. David Meltzer is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. David has been recognized by Variety Magazine as their Sports Humanitarian of the Year and awarded the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. He is also the executive producer of the Bloomberg and Amazon Prime television series, Two Minute Drill and Office Hours. His life's mission is to empower over one billion people to be happy. This simple yet powerful mission has led him on an incredible journey to provide one thing, value. In all his content and communication, that's exactly what you'll receive. As part of that mission for the past 20 years, he's been providing free weekly trainings to empower others to empower others to be happy. And wouldn't life just be amazing if that's all we did every single day, which is what you're doing right now? It
2: is amazing. And I think anything is possible, probable, or even can be your perspective when you ask big enough, Uh, when you have this idea of loving ourselves and looking within to see what we can have without uh, or outside of ourselves. So I have limited myself. I tell people all the time, the only thing you should focus in on that will die in your lifetime is limitations. And still to this day with the lofty objectives that I have, I find, you know, I have to kill off these limitations. I can do much more, think bigger, ask more and ask bigger.
1: One of the things that you talk about when you're talking about asking for more, so many of us, I heard you talk about this, that by the way, I have a million notes here, Um, but Some people, we talk about energy a lot, and I really want to get into energy vibration and how you went from an ego-driven energy to the energy that you're living in right now, but three types of energy that you say people live in, not enough, just enough, and more than enough. Can you explain that?
2: Sure. So I was born into the energy of not enough. I had a single mom. My dad left when I was five, You know, very great mom, but we always didn't have enough, not enough food. The car broke down, it was always financially, why me or why do they have this? And I'd look up on the hill at people who had two parents and a beautiful house and dad was a doctor, You know, got to go to summer camp and everything wasn't a struggle. And I'd say, why me? And this world of not enough uh, forced me, the scarcity of not enough to work really hard um, and want things and thinking that things would make me happy Uh, drove me. In fact, the thing that would make me happiest was to buy my mom a house in a car. I thought my world would be complete because that was the only thing that made me unhappy was financial insecurity and stress. So that was that world. And then nine months out of law school, I became a millionaire. I bought my mom that house in a car. Everything from that point on became the world of just enough. And I see so many people living in this world they think they're abundant as I thought I was. I gave to charities. I was a multimillionaire by 30, gave millions of dollars away. I helped people, but I was always buying things I didn't need uh, to impress people. I didn't even like uh, if I wasn't happy, I'd buy more things, if different things. If I wasn't happy, I'd buy something to impress somebody. Um, but I truly, because all the successes that I'd had from, first company I worked for, we exited for $3.4 billion in 1995. I went to the Silicon Valley, became CEO of the world's first smartphone for Samsung. By the time I was 30, I was a multimillionaire married to my dream girl in my dream house with everything I ever imagined. So in my mind, the world of just enough was fine because it was just enough to be happy. Uh, But as life loves to do, and as this show loves to do, I had lessons to learn about a different energy. Uh, I believed that the more that I gave, the more I received. In fact, everything in the world of Just Enough was a trade, a negotiation. I called it the zero-sum game energy, that if I received, that meant that somebody would lose. Uh, it was a comparative game. Uh, if somebody else had something, that means that I couldn't have it, or if I had something, that means they couldn't have it. Wins and losses, scoreboards, and all those types of things. And what I learned by losing everything, over $100 million dollars, was that there's a value add game. There's a value add universe and it required a different currency than money. See, money is an object of energy that we put into the flow to get what we want. And I thought that the object of energy would buy me happiness and buy me love. In fact, everything from the time I was 24 till this point in my life, I truly affirmed this to be true. I, In my mind, I made all this money and I was super happy until I realized by losing everything over $100 million, that there's this different world of faith, a whole new currency. And my faith is very simple. Whether you're religious or spiritual or emotionally faithful, it doesn't matter to me because my faith was based off of that there is something bigger than me, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source. And that thing that's bigger than me loves me more than my mom loves me, more than my wife loves me, more than I love my own children. So I have this omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, abundant source of everything for everyone who loves me that much. My faith took off to a different direction, a new currency, so that instead of giving to receive, like most people do with good hearts and good heads, I actually started focusing on receiving, loving myself, receiving, clearing the interference instead of getting healthy, happy, wealthy, and worthy, striving so hard for all of these things in this scarce zero-sum game, I now was just worried about one thing. What am I doing to interfere with my health, my happiness, my wealth, and my worthiness? I had to find out and use my free will, this persistent behavior that made me successful in a financial realm, I had to use it to clear the interference to clear that which was in the way of abundance of more than enough and it required faith that there was something bigger than me that loved me more than my mom and those were the three different worlds the different energies that have interplayed not just in my life but everyone's life and i still do spend minutes and moments in scarcity minutes moments in ego's based consciousness so i'm in a constant practice of clearing that interference and allowing my potential to come through
1: Easier said than done, right? Very, very much so. I'm sure that when you were working your butt off and you thought you were the smartest man in the in the room, which I now know that you, I love what you say about being be interested, not interesting, which I absolutely love, um, because so many of us think that we need to be the most interesting person there, that we need to be the smartest, and that's really um, an insecurity, ego driven and so on and so forth but everything you just described is a journey it doesn't happen overnight but the work needs to be consistent and i'm sure that when you were working in your 20s and you 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 made such a huge amount of money by the time you were 30 you probably never thought you would be talking about these lessons to be learned or this way of living what shifted during that time like, how did you, how did you make the shift? Let's just talk three, about that.
2: You know, there, there's three uh, significant events in my life that shifted, or I call it a quantum shift or a, a great transformation that occurred energetically uh, in my own mindset. First was what I was 30 years old, and I literally thought I was the smartest man in the room. My nickname was Midas. I Everything I touched I'm turned sure. to gold. And including, I mean, money's one thing. But I married my dream girl from the fourth grade, who hated me, Um, and and that like
1: you had everything, right? Money, the dream girl, the house, the cars, cars,
2: golf course, schema. The list went on and on, and but at thirty, my father, who was estranged, you know, he left when I was five. I hated him because he lied to me when I was ten, and I caught him in this lie about my birthday, and. He stopped giving me birthday presents because he said he didn't believe in birthdays, and I knew that was an obvious lie because he celebrated everybody else's birthday, my siblings, his, his girlfriend. Anyway, at 30, I'm on top of the world, and I get this birthday present from my dad, and I am so excited, Jody. I, In my mind, my dad has finally forgiven himself, and you know, I, he went through his shift, I thought. He gives me this jacket, and I open it, it fits me perfectly, and I start to cry. And my wife said, "What's the matter?" I said, "Oh my gosh, he this fits perfectly. He cares about me. He gets it. He's gone through this transformation. He understands what I'm trying to do." And I opened the jacket. He tore all the pockets out of the jacket. I lost my mind. I was oh, 30 years old. Oh,
1: that would break. That would have broken my heart. Hearing. Yeah. I mean, I have two daughters.
2: You did. So I called yeah. him, and I'm full of anger. And I call him. I said, "Dad, why?" He said, "Happy birthday, son." I said, "Happy birthday." Why are you punishing me? Everything has to be some kind of punishment with you. What did I do to you? He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. He said, Dave, I'm worried about you. And I sent you that jacket not to wear, to put in your closet, to remind you, you don't need to be the richest man in the cemetery. You are just like me. Money will not buy you love or happiness. I want you to keep that jacket and I want you to be buried in it in humility, not arrogance. I told my dad at 30, I wasn't ready to hear it. F you, I hate you. You are a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, a back end seller, overseller, and I hate you. And I hung up six, that's number one. Number two was six years later. I am now running Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment as you introduced me. That's the most notable sports agency in the world. So now I'm a multimillionaire. I am married to my dream girl. I now have three beautiful daughters under six, three beautiful daughters, every, my health, everything, and I have access to anything that I want in the world, even things that billionaires don't have access to. Sidelines at the Super Bowl, locker rooms, award shows. And at that time, I invite my best friend, Rob, who actually, funny enough, he asked my wife at sixth grade camp for me to go steady. This is so
1: cute. I can't stand it.
2: And she said, no, tell him to ask me himself. And then he embarrasses me. He's like, dude, she said no. Everyone laughs at me. So that's why she hated me because I threw an egg at her Uh because I was hurt. Uh (laughs) Anyway, Rob, Rob been my best friend since the fourth grade as well. Just to give you how much he cared about me. I invited him to the masters to go in the back cabins, meet Curtis Strange and Wayne Gretzky and Joe Montana, fly on a private jet, all, all the things I get to do in my life. And he looks at me and he's like, no. I was like, what? I don't want to go. I was like, Rob, did you hear what I just invited you to? Are you kidding me? He goes, Dave, I don't like who you hang out with and I don't like what Mm -hmm. you're doing. He was the first person that wasn't giving me yes as an answer in maybe 15 years. The first person to say, dude, you're doing the wrong things. And of course I said, Bob, I'm not doing what those other guys are doing. Come, we'll have a great time. And he said to me, David, you can lie to me or anyone else as much as you want, but stop lying to yourself. I'm wow. not. Gonna... So I left crying. I didn't see, let him see. You're us.
1: very emotional. Yeah, I cry yes. anyway, but yes. I, I
2: I was hurt. Two weeks later, my life would change forever. This is two years before I lost everything. Mm-hmm. I uh, told my wife I was going to the Grammy award, Awards with a rapper named Little John, who became really, really famous. He was famous then. He was already nominated for a Grammy Award. And my wife said i really don't think you should go you're not paying attention to the family to business and you are partying way too much you're losing control of your life please don't go i lied to her i went i came home at 5:30 in the morning completely wasted and she was waiting for me to tell me that she wasn't happy that she was leaving me and that i better take stock in who i was and who i was going to become because I was going to end up dead. And she didn't want to wait around with my children to see me die. I like her. I love her. And (laughs) I hated her at that time. I told her, I hate you. How dare you look around you? Who do you think did all this? You know, Midas is is here. Back up. I go to bed. I wake up in that same mindset, the same one that Rob knew, the same one that my dad knew when I was 30. And I'm thinking, how am I going to steal my wife's happiness? Of course, Mm -hmm. I was going to take her money in a divorce. So I'm thinking about, you know, I'm a lawyer, my law school friend, who's the ruthless lawyer that I'm going to hire? And at that moment, as I was thinking, what ruthless lawyer do I know? I look over and in my closet is that jacket. Mm. Staring at me. I can't tell the story without choking up because I remember it. Looking at the jacket and saying to myself, I don't hate my dad. I don't hate my best friend. And I certainly don't hate my dream girl. I hate myself. I hated myself. I was a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, an overseller, a back end seller, and I had fooled everybody. Everybody wanted to be me, wanted to have what I had. Everybody- Wanted to
1: be around you, wanted Everybody, everything. and they wanted right. to tell me
2: yes, and thus, In the first time in my life, I recognized I wasn't happy. And so I spent that day taking stock in who I was. And that's when I came up with four values to live by. And then for the last 16 years, developing daily practices, pragmatic practices, spiritual practices, emotional practices that I could share with other people to live by these values, to live in the world of more than enough. Two years after my transformation, two years after the quantum shift that you talk about, Mm -hmm. I lost everything, which was not a problem for me.
1: So while you were going through that loss, because I've heard you talk and get emotional about the car and taking away your mom's home, because that was like everything to you. Um, But you were making the shift at the time. You had already gone through what you described. so.
2: And I'm still going through it, right? I have so many lessons to learn. Don't you think
1: we are always going through these? We are always evolving because if we're not learning, we're not evolving, we're not growing spiritually, emotionally, and so on. And with that, how did all of your relationships, because relationships, what I think a lot of people don't understand, they hear about your success and they might just think of the person you just described who you were, Right the yep. person you described you you actually described your father that way too yep. and now um shifting the way you thought and many 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 other things it changed change your relationships explain how important relationships are professionally and personally or do they start personally and they affect you professionally how does that work for a businessman like you
2: So for me, the first thing about business and personal and professional is that I believe in only activities. And so all relationships are involved with, reconciled with the activities that I'm giving every day. I'm given a gift of 24 hours of activity. So I've never worked since the day that I shifted to activities because I have activities I get paid for and activities I don't get paid for. I have relationships that are revol- revolve and evolve around activity I get paid for, including with my wife and, and other people. And I have activities with my wife and other people that I don't get paid for. So I think the paradigm shift of understanding activities is, is essential to understanding relationships because once I put things into uh, a context of activity, 24 hours a day, and I'm able to prioritize those activities by what's important to me using five daily practices and a variety of other things that I've established, these relationships then sit within a spectrum of those activities, meaning how much do you feed me in this activity? How much don't you feed me? Or do you bleed me? Ah. And what I have found with most human beings that we have a natural attraction to that which bleeds us. I knew, yep. 80% of what we do is around people, situations, and places that bleed us, and we're blinded by it and one of the greatest shifts in my life is that i utilize a spectrum of bleeding and feeding and then i determine because i believe there's light love and lessons in everyone so i know that i have the power through gratitude the only common denominator of happiness whether you're poor rich or healthy or sick or tall or short gratitude is the only common denominator between mm-hmm. us we're capable through gratitude of finding light love and lessons in everyone in every situation, and we waste so much time, energy, emotion, and value trying to find that in things that are bleeding us, like closed-minded people or attacking people. I personally, I evaluate very quickly, according to an activity, is this person feeding me? Because I'm going to feed it. Is it right. not feeding me? Then in varying degrees, in varying degrees, I'll let it fall away. But if it's bleeding me, I'm going to fire it from my life. And I've done that with relationships. Luckily, with all the distractions of social media and all the interactions that we have, it's very, very easy comparatively when we were younger to fire people from your life when you were in tighter circles and you didn't have what we have today. So I usually just let people fall away. Uh, But I spend the majority of my day in activities of feeding people who feed me.
1: I heard you talk about how if somebody is let's just use, I'm going to simplify it, bullying you, okay? You come back to them, and this is a lesson I learned from my parents, but I don't always use it, is you come back to them with gratitude. Now, my parents weren't like these, you know,
2: hippies
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm 61 years old so it's you know that's it's you don't look oh (laughs) thank you but it's um you know they weren't like these people who had these great hippie minds or anything like that and talked about vibrations but i remember them always telling me my dad was the consummate salesperson coming back and saying you know how you come back with that jody you say thank you i learned so much from that and you do the same thing right
2: yeah, exact same thing or even I pray for your happiness. Mm. You know, people, you know, especially cuz I have a fairly large for old man like myself social media following, you know, there's fun kids on there that have attacking thoughts and attacking words and I like to teach uh by my reaction to that. I said, "Hey, you know, when we attack others, there's only one person we're really attacking, ourselves and I'd like mm. to help you with that. Here's my cell phone number and let me help you get rid of that anger, right? Every time you're creating the wrong attack, and I'd like to help you. I appreciate it. And if you're not ready, I just want to pray for your happiness and wish you the best because happy people do not attack other people.
1: You're absolutely right. You know that because I get the um those unhappy people saying things to me as well. Um, and I I pray for their their happiness or I ignore them if I just don't have it in my heart or, to say what I need to say. Cause let sometimes them fall away right they just they just fall away um one of the other things that you talk about a lot is um intention so not only do you live your life with gratitude and uh, the other thing i wanted to mention that i really loved that i learned from you and it makes so much sense is the highest vibration you can live on live in is truth i was blown that that makes me cry right now i was telling my husband about it that just blows me away because When you talk about living in your truth, that's where we're happiest. That's when we're not fighting anything. That's when we're not being fearful anymore. And it's so hard to get to that place, but it sounds like that's where you are or that's where we are constantly evolving to be. So that, how do you stay in that? Oh no, we have four minutes left. I'll get there. Where do you stay in that truth vibration?
2: So- attention plus intention equals the coincidences in our lives so if we pay attention and focus to the coincidences that we want knowing that coincidences are the energetic coinciding of what already exists with ourselves there's five levels of vibration of what you're talking about five levels of vibration or frequency of intention to get us to the truth the first is our actions so that plants and first, you know, minerals, plants, animals, then humans. That's the hierarchy of vibration. We as humans can only be uh aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than us. To elevate from our actions of what the human body can do. And so I'll have a ton of people that I coach tell me, Dave, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to and I'm not getting the results, it's not coming. I said, That's because you haven't elevated the levels of vibration or frequency of intention. You're just at step one, doing. Step two, sound. Sound moves faster than the human body. Sound moves faster. So at sound speed, we say what we want. So don't just do, say, put it out there, say what you want. And then the third level, think. Our thoughts vibrate faster than The speed of sound, faster than the speed of doing, faster than the human cellular structure vibrates. So think about all day long what you wanna do. Now where it gets really good, to clear even more of the interference, we get to the fourth level of intention, believe. Mm -hmm. It goes beyond thinking. I want it in the subconscious, I want you to believe, to have the desire that I must be what I can be, to clear away the interference, which by the way is called fear. It's an ego-based consciousness with needs like the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. All of these things are fear that interfere with that belief. And then finally, as you suggested, the fifth and highest vibrating frequency that gives us the greatest awareness is something called the truth. Mm -hmm. And how do we know it's true? Is not only do we do, say, think, and believe, but we feel. Mm. intuition the reason I cry so easily the reason that you feel things is because we have cleared away the interference between us our potential the abundant more than enough world with an omniscient all-powerful source and we have become a resource of that source that loves us more than our mom loves us that has all the answers and all that is and all that can be for everyone without judgments and conditions and attacks therefore I teach people to pay attention to the coincidences they want and have intention with what they do, say, think, believe, and feel, and those coincidences will come rapidly and accurately. They will be happy. They will make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun.
1: That's so beautiful. Um, How can, since we have one minute left, thank you for sharing that, how can uh, people reach you?
2: email me directly david at dmeltzer.com. if you forget that just google me david Mm -hmm. Meltzer. i'm blessed to be everywhere and i will give those five daily practices my values my i signed books for your community i will pay for the book and shipping so just email me with whatever you need i am here to empower people to be happy david at dmeltzer.com.
1: thank you and one last question you probably have about 15 seconds to answer this what does it mean to be a fearlessly authentic person
2: to love yourself. Shakespeare, to thine own self be true, love yourself.
1: That's my favorite quote. I've been thinking about getting that tattooed on me somewhere. I think I'm, again, too old probably to get a tattoo, <laughs> but probably not. Um, but David, it has been such an absolute honor. So grateful to have you here. Talk about gratitude. I am incredibly, ask my daughters, I've been talking about you all week to them. Everybody knows you were going to be on my show. Thank you so much for your time. I hope we can stay in touch. I hope you can be on the show once again.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Be kind to your future self. Do good deeds. Thank you so much.
1: Bye bye.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
0: On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jodi Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jodi Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success. success. Success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off.
4: It's your world. Motivate change succeed. Voice America
0: You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now back to Fearlessly Authentic.
1: Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. And wow, um, I hope that you all tuned in for David Meltzer. He was an incredible guest. He shared so many wonderful things um, and talked about the shift he made after making, I think, $100 million and then lost it all uh, because he put such an emphasis on the money, the things, Um, being the smartest person in the room, not believing that he had to be the most interesting, the smartest and so on. And he talks about how he made that shift one day when, um, his wife kind of called him out and said, Hey, listen, you're not really paying attention to what's going on in your life. You're not really paying attention to what's going on with you, with our family and his best friend and, um, went back onto a conversation he had with his dad and, uh, you know, I've, I've listened to a lot of interviews with David. And so I learned a tremendous amount from him. One of the things that he talks about in detail, and he did talk towards the end of the show about being intentional was, um, you know, keeping those promises to yourself. Um, one of the things that I think so many of us do is we try to, um, keep these big promises to ourselves, you know, we promise. Okay. So for example, myself, I was going to start something called 75 hard for those of you who don't know what it is. um, It's really like a mindset, but a lot of people think that it's like a weight loss thing and uh you go 75 days consistently and you do two 45 minute workouts and i believe one of the workouts needs to be outside you need to read i think 10 pages from a book don't quote me on the specifics because i'm not sure if i have it all together here um but um i i i have learned because i have been disappointed in myself when i have not measured up to um the promises that i've made to myself. So i've made promises like oh i'm going to start 75 hard and then on february 1st and then february 1st comes and it's like oh i forgot that i had this going on or i had forgotten that i had this going on and i i reached out to one of my very good friends and my one of my daughters and i said hey let's do 75 hard together and they're like no because um one one, my daughter lives in New York and she likes to have her cocktails on the weekend and she just knew that maybe she wasn't going to stick to it. And my other friend said, no, I'm not, um, I'm not going to stick to it. So I thought, well, you know what? I have stuck to programs like this many times before when I would prepare for fitness shows. So I know that I could do it, but you know, it's been since uh, seven years since I've competed in a fitness show and I don't know, I know I'm very disciplined, but I don't know if I was going to do that. So February came, February 1st came and has gone and I've not started it yet. But my point is that we don't want to overpromise ourselves because what happens when we're, we could be intentional and say, I'm My intentions are that I'm going to start this program. I'm going to start this weight loss program. I'm going to start 75 hard. I'm going to start this weight loss program and change the way I eat. I'm going to work out regularly. I'm going to do cardio every day, but you have to be really honest with yourself with what you can accomplish. So what I've learned in my 61 years of life here is that when I overpromise, then I get disappointed in myself. And that's where we lose confidence. It's when we keep those consistent, intentional promises with ourselves is where our confidence grows. So the next time that you overpromise on yourself because you want to reach a goal of some sort, write a book, run a marathon, spend more time at home, less time at work, whatever it is that is your goal, Make sure that you can deliver on it because either somebody's going to call you out on it, and it's going to make you feel like shit because you didn't. And then you're going to feel really, really, really yucky about yourself. And you're going to lose your confidence the next time you either promise something to yourself or promise to somebody else. So keep that in mind. David talks about the intentions a lot. And like I said, he did touch upon it towards the end. Of his interview with me, um, more so very deeply about um his intentions. And it just I've I've learned and I've read about that it does affect our confidence. And right now, I am um, I started sharing a little bit about it on um social media that my new um I I realized a while ago this summer that I needed to come up with a hobby because all I was doing was working. So I was working or I was working out. And as far as, you know, working out to me isn't a hobby. Working out is part of my habit. It's like eating. So it would be like, well, my new hobby is going to be eating. No, I eat. I um, take care of my body. I try to meditate. I try to journal. We're going to talk about meditation also. Um, But I needed a release. And I think it's really important that we do all have at least one hobby, um, because it is a release and it can, um, help vibrate us into our higher power. As David was talking about, like our highest vibration, he was talking about all the different levels of vibrations and the highest level is living in our truth. So if we're doing something that lights us up, that in that moment, when we're doing that hobby, let's just call it a hobby. That we're vibrating higher. And so I have always wanted to compete in ballroom dancing. I like to compete. I like to do things where I can compete because, again, I go back to accountability. It holds me accountable. Uh, my intentions are to become a ballroom dancer in Latin. So, how do I do that? I have to challenge myself. So, how do I hold myself accountable? So, I hold those promises to myself so I don't lose confidence in the challenge. In what I want to accomplish. So here is, I lay these intentions. Okay. I want to learn how to do Latin dancing, uh, cha-cha and, um, rumba, samba jive. I think jive's in there. Um, how am I going to get there? Okay. So for me, I can't do it like kind of sort of, I have to go all in. So I say, okay, well, I'm going to go in there with the intention of learning these Latin dances and I'm going to compete because to me, competing is going to hold me accountable. So I started doing that. I'm going to be showing, sharing my journey um, with everybody who follows me on social media. So you can follow me at Jody Harrison Bauer. And um, also remember to rate and review the show because um, I'd love to hear from you. Always love. And to subscribe. And please share this with your friends. So remember, remember to do that. Um, and one of the ways that David talks also about um, being intentional is that he looks at his calendar. And by looking at his calendar, it allows him to study what is in there. So it allows him to remember, remind. So remember, remind. Those are two different things. And then recollect. And I know... Um, That that's something I have to work on because many times I don't want to look at my calendar because I fear what might be on there because I might not want to do something like make a Reels video that I don't know how to do and the music and all that other stuff that goes along with it or TikTok. I actually like TikTok a lot. Um, So another way to, because so many of us claim we're busy So it always goes back to intention. What's our intention for the day? What's the intention of starting a business? What's the intention of starting a hobby? What's the intention of starting a relationship? What is the intention behind all of this? Okay. And holding yourself to those promises regarding those intentions, because getting into a relationship, having a happy and fulfilling relationship is a goal. Being healthy and fit might be a goal for you. Um, learning how to dance, Latin dancing, ballroom dancing might be a goal for you. It is for me. So when I look at my calendar, I remember the things that I have to do. It reminds me of what I need to do, and then I recollect what it is that I need to, how I need to be spending my day. And being busy all the time is allowing myself not to be available to other people who might need me. So I want to leave that time in there so I'm not always busy. Um, because busy isn't always a good thing. Um, because if you're so busy, you are not having, you don't have time to um, daydream, manifest, um, journal, um, and meditate. So we have to find that time by looking in our calendar, setting our intentions of the day. And that's why it's so important to start your day. And I'm not sitting here preaching because I don't do it every single day, but it's something I need to work on. So me talking about it to you helps to remind me that if we get up in the morning, we set those intentions. We know that we're going to find our center. We're going to meditate. We might journal. We're going to drink our water. We're going to exercise. We're going to start the day with those intentions. And I have found that by journaling, I have I'm able to write down what I've been grateful for that day. So I remember again, I remember and remind myself what I've accomplished So I don't feel bad about myself and I don't lose confidence in the things that I want to pursue. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Hang in there and I'll see you in a couple of minutes after the break.
0: Play Finding Your Frequency podcast.
3: If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts.
0: On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart meal plan was created to help your body feel better, whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic. Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to jodyfit.com to purchase the JodyFit Fit Meal Plan now and use the promo code podcast to get off.
4: You are listening to Fearlessly
0: Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at com. That's info at com. Now back
1: to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I just love the topic of today's show and everything that David was talking about. So if you missed the first half hour of the show, My interview with David Meltzer, we talked about vibrating in your highest vibration, which is living in your truth. Um, How he shifted from, you know, being more egocentric and just focusing on, you know, sort of saying whatever he needed to say or do to close a deal. And um, realized soon afterwards that, you know, people in his life who loved him, um, were calling him out and saying, Hey, listen, I don't really want to hang out with you anymore because I don't really like who you are anymore. And he realized that it was then that he had to start making a shift and it didn't happen overnight. It never does. So when, if you are in a space or a place right now in your heart and your head that, you know, that you're not living in your truth, you're not living at your highest vibration. And look, it's not easy to always live in that highest vibration. It takes a lot of work from um, for, for me. And I know that from others that I speak with, that two of the things that are very, very helpful to you if you want to start making shifts in your life is to take the time for self-care. We've heard that word self-care so many times. And I think it's, there's so many words out there that are overused. But I can only encourage you from the bottom of my heart to really set your intentions on meditation and journaling this is something that i started doing when my mom was sick in hospice in december um you know i've i've played around with it for 10 15 years already and i do it for a while and then i stop again it's it's i set those intentions i overpromise on the things that i'm going to do and then i get disappointed in myself and The lack of confidence has to do with the promises we don't keep to ourselves. So remember that lack of confidence has to do with the promises you don't keep yourself to for yourself. So in order to get to your center, in order to make that shift that you need to make for yourself, I encourage you so very much to try to meditate every single day. It could be for 30 seconds. It could be for one minute. I need guided meditation because my mind wanders, but that's a very, very normal thing in meditation. But I need that guidance. I sometimes have mala beads around my wrist so I can touch each one intentionally. Again, there's that word intention. Hold it intentionally and rub each one intentionally because then it keeps my mind focused on touching the bead and also keeping my mind in the moment instead of flowing far away. So meditation, whether it's 30 seconds, um, start with 30 seconds, if that's all you can do to three minutes. And then each day, it's the same thing that I tell my clients when um, they are training is if they've never done any cardio, we're not, I'm not going to tell you to go out and start running a mile. I'm going to tell you, just go out there and start walking, get used to the feeling of just walking, then maybe walk a little farther, walk a little farther, walk a little farther, maybe take it up to a run. But everything is baby steps until we get there. And again, you're doing this consistently. So now your body is going to be used to doing it every day. It becomes a habit. And you don't develop this habit after 21 days. You begin consistently um, creating this habit while you do it consistently for 21 days or this, you know, 75 hard doing this for 75 days. But you need to start doing something for at least 21 days consistently, whatever it is, and set your intentions on things that you know are are possible for you to um, accomplish rather than promises you can't keep to yourself. So meditation and then journaling. I have found that journaling before I go to bed really helps to clear my mind. When I go to bed, I'm sure I'm like a lot of you, I have so much on my mind even if I'm exhausted, even if I'm like falling asleep, as soon as my head hits that pillow, um, my mind starts to race. So by writing down what I accomplished and what I'm grateful for every day, and you know, writing down maybe some highlights for the day, but really just those three things, I write down three things that made my day great, and three things that I'm grateful for. And it just fills my heart up. It could be a tiny little thing. Like I, I, I'm happy I took my dog for a walk because I don't want to take that for granted that I, I'm healthy and that I could take my 65 pound Rottweiler for a walk. So try those two things, meditation and the journaling. And the other thing is, again, with the not overpromising, you don't want to zero out. David talks about this. In one of his interviews about not zeroing out, what he means like that is that he does things consistently, but then he may go on vacation or be on a business trip, and he doesn't work out. So when you're find when you find that point where you're not staying consistently, you're not doing something consistently, and you 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 end up zeroing out what you did. I mean, no nobody's ever going to take away what you've accomplished. But if you're looking for consistency, because that is how we accomplish things and that's how we become better at things is then it gets zeroed out because you're not staying consistent. So that's where somebody like me comes in, a a personal trainer, an accountability coach. Um, But David was talking about how he had to hire um, a personal trainer, a coach of some sort to help him stay on his nutrition journey and his fitness journey, because he was finding out that whenever he would travel, it would get zeroed out from from what he was promising himself to do. And now he doesn't get down on himself. He doesn't zero out. He talks a lot about not zeroing out. So if you're looking for somebody to hold you accountable in whatever, ever, ever it is, ask them to teach you something. Let's take fitness, for example, because it's been my life, my entire life. I've been a trainer, For almost 33 years, and I've been in the fitness industry for 40 years. Um, In fitness, if you're if you're with a trainer, make sure that they don't give you something you can't do for the rest of your life. So just like the journaling, just like the meditation, and just like the workouts, don't give me something where I'm going to burn out and I'm going to dislike it or I'm going to do something to a joint. Give me something that I can do for the rest of my life. And it's the same thing with like all these fatty, F-A-D-D-Y, nutritional things. Here's the deal guys, with nutrition. Stick to the basics, okay? And this is something you could do for the rest of your life. Eat leafy greens, eat enough lean protein, two good fats a day, have your low, low glycemic index fruits like berries and and, um, kiwis, And drink enough water and get enough sleep. It's that simple. Okay. So, if we stick to things that are simple, attainable, we're intentional with them, you're going to have an incredible amount of success. I promise you. And with that, I'm going to tell you that um, I have the Jody Fit Jumpstart meal plan. It is now an ebook, it's available on my website. I think you need to reach out to me. I'm not really sure, Um, but you could DM me on Instagram or email me um, at, I I don't know what the email is for this show, but DM me on, um, on Instagram at Jody Harrison Bauer and tell me that you're interested in the ebook. It is, I have it, there's information in there about plant based foods, but it's super easy to follow. And again, this is something, the reason I created this was because people were looking for something that they could actually follow. It's not difficult, it's easy because. Life is supposed to be pretty easy. And when it comes to eating, it shouldn't be difficult and it shouldn't be something where you feel deprived. So, with that said, I am going to say peace out. I'm going to say thank you so much for joining me. And um, I hope you heard my uh, interview with David Metz- Meltzer. And if you haven't, please uh, download this show and share it with your friends because it's a good one. And until next week, have a fearlessly authentic day and week. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison-Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And unlock the keys to a more powerful you.